Praise be Jesus and Mary, now and forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence, and I ask your pardon for all my sins, and the grace to make this conference call fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Okay, today what I wanted to talk about, so first of all, welcome back to Spiritual Strength Presents Catholic Wrestlers, right? Spiritual Strength bringing to you Catholic Wrestlers. Big thing I wanted to hit on today, actually, I was going to go one direction with this, and then last minute I pivoted. I was thinking about it's important to remember that we are the church militant. I know we brought that up in the, um, the past week. Key thing to remember with that is we're wrestling for Christ. As wrestlers, yeah, we're, we're wrestlers in the sports sense, but we're also wrestling for Christ. Think back to St. Paul, where he said we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities, right? So we need to understand that we're in a real fight, okay? And we, and we can't do it by God's grace. We can't do it without God's grace. We need God's grace. But we also know that the Lord is good and that we are promised victory. We're promised victory. It's a guarantee if we abide in the Lord, we can't do it alone. But if we abide in the Lord, the, the, the victory is guaranteed. Whereas when we go out there and we compete in our wrestling matches, the victory is not always guaranteed. I remember my coach, who actually was a video technician for the USA Olympic team back in the 70s, and he used to always tell me that I can never guarantee you success. He told me I can't guarantee you success. He said, I can never guarantee your success, but I can raise your chances. If you listen to me, I can raise your chances. So that's about as good as it gets in wrestling, in the sport of wrestling. But when, we wrestle, when we're spiritually wrestling, the victory is guaranteed, but we have to do it by God's grace. So we can't do it without frequent, frequenting the sacraments, getting to Mass as frequently as possible going to confession. Make sure you go to confession before you receive Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Right? Remember, you're bringing down condemna condemnation on yourself if you receive Jesus unworthily. And regrettably, I have in the past before. So make sure you, make sure you confess it. Make sure you confess your sins and receive Jesus in the state of grace. We have the sacraments where God nourishes us throughout our life, just like we have food and water to, and supplements in sports, legal supplements in sports. That give, us, that, that give us the strength to go through and nourish us. We have the sacraments, and we have to have a regular prayer life. I believe it's St. Teresa of Avila that said, if you're praying, if you have mental prayer, which means just sitting quietly with the Lord for, even, for just 30 minutes every day, just 30 minutes, you can break that up, but 30 minutes a day in mental prayer, sitting quietly in the presence of the Lord, you're well on your way to becoming a saint. I'll get the quote for you exactly, but it's something along those lines. 30 minutes of mental prayer. So we need that. And remembering that if we're, if we're in that spiritual battle, we have the nourishment of the sacraments, we have our prayer, we need to know who we're competing against. We have to know who we're competing against. And we know also from sacred scripture and the teachings of the church that our enemy is the world, the flesh, and the devil. We just had a great, just had a great meeting the other night, our monthly Militia Immaculata, Knights of the Immaculate, intense fanatical devotion to the Blessed Mother, who's our general. She's the one who crushes the head of the serpent 
If you look in Genesis 3.15, you look at the Bible as bookends. You have Genesis where it begins, and you have, and you have Revelation where it ends. Genesis 3.15, she will crush the serpent's head. And then in Revelation 12, behold the woman clothed in the sun, with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and she defeats the dragon. So we see the woman, the blessed mother, in Genesis and in Revelation, bookends of the Bible. She's our general. Exorcists have said that the Blessed Mother, outside of the Lord, the Blessed Mother is the only person with 100% coercive power over the devil. In other words, when the Blessed Mother says something, the devil must obey. She is 100% coercive power of, over the devil and demons. So she's our general. And why? It's under the grace of God. It's not because of her on her own. She'd be the first to tell you it has nothing to do with her. It has everything to do with the Lord. It's, she's so docile to the movements of the Holy Spirit that when you look at Mary, there's nothing of her left. She is, what does she say? Behold the handmaid of the Lord. She's the handmaid of the Lord. She is 100% humility. She's the immaculate one. She crushes the ancient serpent with her immaculate. Uh, the Pope, I think it was Pope uh, Blessed. The ninth, when he declared the dogma of the Immaculate Conception, he said he says in the papal bull, in the official um, encyclical, he says that the devil is crushed by her immaculate foot. So we know our enemy is the world, the flesh, and the devil. So what does that mean? Is the entire world against us? Is it? Are we against other people? We have to make a careful distinction here. When we say the world, one of the big the big thing we're referring to is ideologies of the world. Okay, so. When we say atheism is, is an enemy, are we saying atheists themselves, the people are the enemy? No, that's not exactly what it is. It's the ideology, the idea of atheism, that, that um, philosophy is an enemy of us. Not atheists, but atheism. We talk about Protestantism, which is anti-church. Look at the word, Protestantism, the, the first word is Protestant. From that word. So, are Protestants the enemy? No, of course not. Some of our good friends are Protestants. But the ideology is an enemy. We hate Protestantism. We love Protestants. Okay, so that we have to make very careful distinctions when we're talking about the world being our enemy. And we could say other religion idea, the other religions as ideologies, as ideas, as their theology. is the enemy. The distinction is there. We sometimes turn against the people. The people aren't the enemy. The idea is the enemy. We need to fight against the idea. And maybe that means sometimes debating people with that, with those ideologies, but it doesn't mean hating them by any stretch of the imagination. We're commanded by Christ not to judge other people. So we love, we're commanded to love our brothers and sisters. So the world is one of the enemies that we're fighting against. The flesh. And what does that mean? That means against our lust, our pride, are glutton, or go through a lot of the seven deadly sins. And the way, the way to remember them is pale gas, P-A-L-E, pale gas, G-A-S, pride, anger, lust, envy, gluttony, avarice, avarice is greed, and sloth. If you remember, there, that's a big part of the flesh, fighting against ourselves. I know we ask our wrestlers all the time, Who's, is there anything that's holding you back? Yes, of course. Who's your biggest opponent? Yourself. You're always your own biggest opponent. So we need to battle against the flesh. And as men, 
a lot of times that means fighting against lust. That's a dogfight. Lust is a dogfight. We've got to be real with ourselves. It's a battle for the clergy. It's a battle for the married. It's a battle for the single. It's a battle for the consecrated life. The Blessed Mother said at Fatima that more, that more souls will go to hell because of sins of the flesh than any other sin. So what are the, what are the, look at the spiritual masters. Look at the great saints. What do they say? One of the, one of the keys to overcome lust, um, of course, number one, obviously, by God's grace. We can't do it without God's grace. You can't pull yourself up by the bootstraps and do it. We've got to trust in the Lord. But one of the things we could do at a practical level is living a more ascetic life, okay, which means fasting, almsgiving, abstinence, particularly fasting, and I'm thinking prayer, fasting, and almsgiving because of um, Lent coming up right around the corner. But fasting and abstinence, we got to get back to it. My recommendation is go back to the old church calendar before Vatican II. Go by, the, go by those fasting days. There was ember days. So at four times the year, there was three ember days where there were days of, of fasting. During Lent, the way it used to be during Lent is every day was a fast day. Every day except Sunday, of course. And remember, if it's a, if it's a Sunday or if it's a feast day, it would be inappropriate to fast on a feast day. So we never fast on a Sunday or on a feast day. But every other day during Lent, Monday, Monday through Saturday, those were fasting days. And, and, and abstinence, I believe, too. I, I believe in the, early, in the um, earlier church, not that early of the church, I think it's just pre-Vatican II, abstinence. They were vegetarians throughout Lent, I believe. You can look that up and, and check me on that. There was also rogation days, three rogation days on the calendar, which were fast days, and also vigils, vigils of, of some of the, of the highest of some of the highest solemnities. Um, obviously, Holy Saturday, which is during Lent, so that'd be a fast and abstinence day anyway. Christmas Eve. The reason why Italians eat the seven fish on Christmas Eve is because Christmas Eve, vigil of Christmas, that was traditionally a fast and abstinence, so they weren't eating meat, so they had they'd have fish at night. Um, the Immaculate Conception, so the day before, so December 7th, right, the, the day of Pearl Harbor, not that it's related to that, but um, on December 7th, that was a vigil for, all, for the, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. That was a day traditionally of fast and abstinence. And All Saints Day, which is November 1st, so Halloween, which is, of course, All Hallows Eve, that, that day was a vigil. So that's another day of fast and abstinence. And Friday were always days of abstinence. So when you look at it, I think it comes out to almost almost 100 days out of the year. If you tally up all the days, definitely 90. Someone could check me with the math there, but somewhere between 90 and 100 days during the year, there was fasting and abstinence. And why do I make a big deal about that? Because it's being able to deny ourselves, being able to say no to the flesh. And in some ways, we have it harder some ways we have it harder than, than maybe the early church because we have food a lot more accessible. We have a, all over the place. It's so easy to make things instantly. So as we as we hear in Scripture that where sin, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. So we have to get in the habit of denying ourselves. And as wrestlers, this should be something that's kind of second nature to us. The reality is we waste a lot of our suffering. We just waste it, right? So all the time we spend cutting weight, we forget we could be offering that up to the Lord. We could be making that a very powerful prayer. Instead of just making it a selfish pursuit, um, offer it up. Give it to the Lord. So wrestlers, 
should be the best fasters out of probably all people because we're used to um, self-denial. But now we're doing it for a purpose, being able to say no to the flesh. Even times where we can eat, we choose not to, or we choose to eat less, or we choose not to have meat. So that's going to help fight against the sins of the flesh. The desert fathers, uh, back in the first um, millennia of the church, they talk about this all the time, the intimate connection between gluttony and lust. And one of the big ways to fight against um, lust is being able to deny ourselves when it comes to food. If we can't control ourselves with food, we're probably not we're probably not going to be able to control ourselves with sexual desire also. I'm not saying it's a one-to-one ratio, but it's close. So the world, the flesh, and then there's the devil, uh, the, the adversary, the, the enemy of all enemies, right? And how do we fight against, and how do we fight against the devil? Well, we can get in the habit of praying a little bit more in Latin. We know from exorcists, the devil hates Latin. Get, learn how to say the, learn how to say the rosary in Latin. Get down some of the main prayers, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Glory Be. Uh, when you're getting items blessed, it's preferable to get them blessed in the old rite, uh, the pre-Vatican II rite, because um, they, they contained exorcisms. Certain items contained exorcisms. So in other words, candles, oil, water, and salt. The acronym I have there is COWS, C-O-W-S, COWS. Candles, oil, water, salt. Common household items, you could get them all exercised you have them blessed in the old right. It's another way we fight against the devil. Another great thing you could do is join the group Auxilium Christianorum. Auxilium Christianorum. It's a great app. It's by it's um, Father Ripperger's order. He's an exorcist. Um, his order, the Delorans, um, so the, the priests of the Sorrowful Heart of Mary, they have, they have a group. Of, so it's a group of priests who are all exorcists. Well, one of the ways they say that the laity, us, can fight against the devil is we pray these daily prayers. And Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, they have each day of the week laid out. It takes about five or six minutes. That's a way that we could fight against the devil. And there's, I think, around 100,000 people right now across the country and around the world that are praying these prayers every day. So the benefit of when you do this is that now your prayers are being united with about 100,000 other people who are very serious about fighting against the devil. So we got to remember the devil's real. We got to get our, our items blessed. We got to be wearing our Saint Benedict medal. We got to be wearing our miraculous medal. Remember, the Saint Benedict medal is the only medal uh, right now that we know of at the church that, that a priest can exercise. They can put an exorcism blessing on. So it's real. It's not a joke. It's not just like oh we hear that we hear about the movie The Exorcist. Oh, it's real scary. No, there's real priests out there who are actual actual exorcists. Um, the media doesn't make a big deal about it. They don't they don't want you to know about it. They want society wants the devil wants you to think there's no such thing and that everyone's going to go to heaven the devil's real and he's trying to bring you down he hates your guts he hates your family he's trying to destroy your family he's trying to destroy your marriage your relationships he wants you to he wants you to be depressed and anxious and fearful he's trying to ruin your life and if you don't care he's trying to ruin he's trying to ruin your loved ones lives also so it's a real thing so start praying in Latin, get these items blessed in the old rite uh, with the exorcism blessing, wear your St. Benedict medal, wear your miraculous medal, um, and join the group Auxilium Christianorum. There's no formal commitment. You just get on there and you start, you start praying the prayers every day. Like I said, it takes five or six minutes. Uh, the thing with that, though, uh, one, one just ca- not caveat, one warning there really, 
is that if you're going to pray those prayers, make sure you're taking your, spurious, your, your spiritual life seriously because the devil will attack you if you're going after those prayers. He's going to go out after you. In other words, he's going to try to bring you down. He's going to try to get you discouraged. He's going to try to make your life miserable. You've got to stay the course. You've got to fight against him. So it's a fight. Like we say, the church militant, we're, we're, yeah, we're wrestling on earth in our sport. We're also wrestling against the devil. So when there's temptation, when there's different roadblocks he puts up in your life, you got to plow right through that. So we got to always remember, the world, the flesh, and the devil, they're real. They're coming after us. we got to go on the offense. So let's make sure we're doing that. Let's, uh, let's finish it off with the rosary and uh, with the decade of the rosary, and we'll do it in Latin. Because, again, exorcism says the devil hates Latin. And one of the big reasons why is because our prayers, all things being equal, our prayers have greater merit in Latin because it's one of the three languages that was on the cross of Christ when he was crucified. Remember, on the top of the cross, what did Pontius Pilate write? He said, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. And, and what languages were they in? Latin, Greek, and Hebrew. So as one of the languages that was on the Holy Cross, uh, where, Christ, where Christ died and, and gave his life for us, that is, that's, one of, that's one of the holy languages. So we gain more merit from uh, our prayers in Latin. In numini patris et fili et spiritu sancti. Amen. Pater noster, quiescent celli, sanctificator nomen tuum. Arvenia renum tuum, fiat voluntas tua secut in cello et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodiae. Et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicura et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nosa mala. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. 
Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nuncat in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patris, Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicuterat in principio, et nunc, et semper, et in secula, seculorum. Amen. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you all again for calling. Again, spiritual strength, Catholic wrestlers, building wrestlers for Christ. Remember, it's right there in the Bible. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We've got to take it serious. It's not a joke. But it's great that we all take this time to come, to come together as brothers in Christ, for fellowship, for prayer, coming together, relating, using our sport of wrestling as a vehicle to understand our faith, to understand it's a metaphor for what we're really doing against the world, the flesh, and the devil. So let's make sure we're fighting the good fight, always, and spreading the word. We'll see you again next week. God bless you.